0: Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fusee and Kate will break it down for you
1: now. Would you like to hear something interesting? No. Yes, you would. <laughs> all right. Remember last week how we did a book that was illustrated by Helen Oxenbury? Yeah. Okay. First of all, that was not our first Helen Oxenbury book. I oh. was wrong. We're going on a Bear Hunt was illustrated by the same person. Yeah, remember that? We're going on a bear hunt. We're going to catch a big... What? No, okay. Anyway. Nope. Also by her... Clearly made a mark. Okay. Yep. <laughs> anyway, we'd we, we done a book by her before. But on the Twitter, where all the children's literature people were talking, mm-hmm. a very different Helen Box- Oxenbury book got into trouble. Uh, there was a book that came out in 2008. It was written by Mem Fox. It was illustrated by Helen Oxenbury. It was called Ten Little Fingers and Ten Little Toes. And I remember this book when it came out, and it seemed perfectly innocuous. Like, oh, what a sweet little bedtime book. Well, I had completely, at the time, failed to notice that the child on the front who is swinging towards you is white. The same image appears in the book. The child singing towards you is Asian or Asian American. And they flipped them out for the cover. And also, it's... Kind of been held up as a super ableist book because it's got like this repeated phrase like, and all of those babies, as everyone knows, had ten little fingers and ten little toes, which, as we all know, not all babies do have ten little fingers and ten little toes. Wow. And uh, there's a bunch of other stuff as well, so the pretty much the exact week we did a Helen Oxenberry book, uh, it got into the whole talky-talkiness. Interesting. Yes, but we can't do it because it's not 20 years. That's so. okay. You
0: guys have ruined it for me now. So. Yeah. You
1: know what? No worries. By the time <laughs> 2028 comes around, you'll have completely forgotten about it. I 100% guarantee that yeah. will be the case. Yeah. We're going to bring it back and you're going to be like, did you mention this before? And I'll be like, no. Like, All right. Because I also will have forgotten. Okay. Guys. Um. But uh, speaking about talking about picture books, what's the name of this podcast? Fuse, 8 and Kate. That's right. And if I'm Betsy, then you are? Kate. Marvelous. And uh, what do we do on this podcast? We Which talk- I've
0: already arguably- do. You already said we talk about t- children's picture books. I, I gave away the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we talk about picture books and if they're good or uh, potentially racially offensive. Or ableist. Amongst, or ableist, amongst other things. Sure. Um, yes, n- this week I think we're pretty in the clear. I don't know that this series has ever offended anybody for any reason whatsoever. Oh, I'll find a reason. Okay. <laughs> well, you might, because we're going to do a weird thing this week. These are very short books, so we're going to do two of them. Oh. Two of these books. Now, they've been around for a very long time. These are books that are part of a larger series. Um, they're very popular. So popular, but yet not so popular that there's like TV shows or movies or anything like that, so it's entirely possible you've never heard of them. Um certainly, I don't think you've heard of the author illustrator whose name is Mercer Mayer. Nope, yeah, well, let me pull out this book for you. How about that? okay, all right, here we go. <laughs>
0: Woo! I was so mad. Bye, Mercer Mayer. Which is also known as? Just for you. Bye, Mercer Mayer. There you
1: go. We got two. These are the Little Critter books. Have you ever heard of Little Critter? No. Yeah, a Little Critter. He's. Is it because he is a critter? He's a critter. He's little.
0: And that's it? Yeah. Those are the you, only requirements? You
1: pretty much have uh, run the gamut of what there is to know about this guy. Yeah. Critter. Little. Got it. Got it. Check. Read them. Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's take a deep dive into Little Critter. But let's not go to littlecritter.com. Why? Because the place hasn't been updated since 2013. I do not blame anyone for this. I hate updating my website. Do not go to my website, betsybirdbooks.com. It is very out of date. I hate updating it. So I do not blame Mercer Meyer at all for that. But what I did notice after seeing the website was that we've done a Mercer Mayer book before on this podcast. We did There's a Nightmare in My Closet. That was a Mercer Mayer book. Ah, I completely forgot. But of course, his first book that came out was A Boy, a Dog, and a Frog, which was wordless, and it came out in 1967. It is fantastic. We will be doing that book one of these days. He has a very funny Wikipedia page, by the way, because after it mentions that he did that book, it says... He also produced If I Had a Gorilla about the advantages of ape ownership, which that's, the advantages of ape ownership is just awesome. In an interview with Hazlitt.net, he does actually talk about the creation and meaning behind Little Critter. He says, I wrote Little Critter before I had children. The first Little Critter book in 1975. And my first child came in 1981. So there was a lot of time. I was basically writing about my own childhood, or my own fears, or my own confusion as a child. Then, as time goes by, that childish mindset is something you see in your own children, and it's interesting to see the logic going behind it because it's, well, it's very logical to them all the time. Or it's very weird and they can't figure it out, but they just keep going. Little Critter is a reflection of little kids trying to get socialized in the world. That's what it's all about when you're little and all the things you have to deal with. All of this subject matter is just things that arise in a child's life one way or another and how you resolve them or what you find out about them. But they're not extremely turgid or in the dramatic sense of losing your pet dog. It's just an experience and the way a kid would have that experience. Well put, sir. You realize I've been trying to come up with like a Little Critter pop song reference or something that I could sing as we came back. And I can't. I can't come up with anything. The best I could come up with it was like Pretty Woman. But instead of Pretty Woman, it was like Little Critter. Like, Well, I, I just want to make sure that people are clear that
0: you have just given me these books. Mm. I've read them very quickly. For
1: the first time in your life. yeah, Ever. Ever.
0: And I am strictly giving my opinion as of... Like five minutes ago, yeah, okay, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I just wanted to make sure that's clear because I this makes I, it very clear that you adored them.
0: I feel like there's people out there who will stand by these books and you know defend Kate,
1: them. When, when have people ever <laughs> held close to their hearts, books that they read in their childhood in complete blatant disregard of their quality, which anyone later in life could be able to see? All, all the time oh that's right <laughs> oh that's right that's literally every classic <laughs> picture book of all time that's Getting right tree. that's right that's right okay. giving tree. <clears throat> oh yeah so I'm
0: you know I'm just going into this I'm just warning you they both suck so so
1: she loves them <laughs> actually loves that. <laughs> and just
0: for anyone who was wondering just for you was published in 1975 mm-hmm. and i was so mad was published in 1983 so that's the order i read them in right okay correct so starting with just for you you have the main character and he has these two little sidekicks a grasshopper and a spider wait what they're on
1: every page really yeah Okay, I just, I also, like, quickly, like, buzzed through them before I, like, brought them over here, and I did not notice that at all. Oh, okay. yeah.
0: they. I want them to have their own book. Oh, okay. Yeah. They are brilliant. Oh,
1: Lord, for all we know, they do.
0: <laughs> I don't think they do. I would be okay with that. Yeah, sure. Um, so we meet
1: this critter, this little kid. I, I found a website that was questionable saying he's definitely a hedgehog. I'm like, meh, he's, he's a critter. I think, I think is I mean, yeah, he's, he's a critter. With hedgehog-like qualities. Sure. Sure.
0: So he, throughout the book, he says things, I wanted to X, Y, Z. And which book is this? Uh, This is Just For You. Just For You. Okay. I wanted to do X, Y, Z for Uh, you, but A, B, C. Right. Starting with, I wanted to make breakfast for you, but the eggs were too slippery. So you can see he tried making eggs. Anyone who's ever had a child try to handle
1: eggs. This is a familiar start, state Start with yeah. scrambled
0: eggs Don't start with like Sunny side up I open. know right Cause you gotta flip An entire yeah, egg That's you not can't easy flip to do egg. You
1: cannot flip that egg I can't flip that scrambled egg Scrambled eggs are so There's much a easier There's reason I only make Scrambled eggs for my children Yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's a level I can deal with uh, next we have I wanted to wash the floor
0: for you but the soap was too bubbly and you've got you know a mop he's holding a mop with a bucket that's spilled over and there's bubbles everywhere and the mother who is holding a newspaper so there
1: you go hey new- another one newspapers and kid newspaper lit newspaper and illustrator is going to love us yeah <laughs>
0: And like it's cute because in one of the bubbles you have the spider kind of like floating oh, yes, away, yeah, the grasshopper God. is just like so
1: very good with the details. Sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's it's yeah, cute. Yeah. I like everything except the story. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the next one, I wanted to put away the dishes for you, but the floor was too wet. Okay, there is broken porcelain of dishes and yeah. cups everywhere. If you step on that, yeah.
1: That will hurt. Yeah. That's legit. And he ain't wearing shoes. Right. And the mother is trying to shush him. You don't shush them. That's a very disturbing reaction. Unless
0: you're trying to calm the situation before it can get worse. Well, that's true.
1: They may just like start flinging themselves around bodily. Well, I'm
0: wondering if there's an angry father around. Well,
1: that's my first thought as well. Because you don't Mm -hmm. see him in this
0: entire book. Mm. And maybe the mother's like,
1: just I'm sure he has a book of his own. Oh, don't worry. We these. we
0: meet him later. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. but he's nice. just not in this one. And okay. then we get to a two page spread that I have no idea what is going on. I love that kingfisher though. That okay, is a
1: killer kingfisher. I
0: I oh, I thought it was a Blue Jay. Okay, well I'm sure that's a kingfisher. Okay, so the page says, "I wanted to carry the groceries for you, but the bag broke." Let's right. let's break down what these illustrations show. Okay. Shall we? First, we've got <laughs> a twenty one cent quote little box of goodies which is right
1: next to a frog a demented frog
0: that has a a hat a kind of like one of those boy scout scarves yeah that in the front it
1: says fsa is that supposed to be frog scouts of america that's definitely what it is because he's wearing brown which the boy scouts of america that used to be their outfit back in the day so yes he is a Boy Scout, Frog Scout, yeah. Right. And then we got the, I'm calling
0: it the disappointed Blue Jay. but I believe that's a Kingfisher.
1: I could be wrong. It doesn't have as much of a crest, but my thoughts.
0: He comes back. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, We also have a carton that doesn't know whether it's yogurt or cream. We've got a butterfly who is enjoying this way too much. And then you (laughs) have a mother who has had enough. She hasn't
1: quite had enough. She's on her way there, but she is not there yet she is looking. she's just realizing how much she's going to have to hold in her arms. she's yeah. just looking up at the heavens saying why right. but i love her vest. Why? i must say because this was the era of vests and two points for that vest
0: now we've discussed how unnerving it is whenever there's an illustration of a kid's bed and underneath yes it's, it's like very Christy, clean like
1: not a bit of dust this
0: kid only has a toy and a baseball Mm. which is odd Mm -hmm. but i do like how evil the mother looks between (laughs) between her expression and she grips with a terrifying grip that door handle yes her claws and also the (laughs) book that she's holding that says read this book (laughs) what the
1: what does it even mean
0: yes so, yes, I think there's a whole short story to be written out of that one. I just I just want this to be the evil mother moment.
1: That's definitely the evil I mother. I want her moment. to come yes. out so bad. Yeah. She does not yeah. though. No 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 no. Um, not this book anyway.
0: The kid's trying to mow the lawn, but he's too little. And again, like the spider and the grasshopper are trying to like help push Aww. and pull the
1: the lawn as best yeah, they can. No. To be fair, it's not an electric lawnmower. It's one of the ones where it's like... It's a push push mower. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: Now, here's where I feel like the mother is kind of making excuses for her kid. Uh It says, I wanted to set the table just for you, but the TV was too loud. Mm -hmm. And she's looking over at him like... Oh, and you know she's setting now the it's table. An indulgent look. Yeah. Now the spider and grasshopper are carrying whoa the plate to the table because the kid is too busy parked in front
1: of the TV. What year did this come out again? 1975. Okay, I kind of adore the 1975 rock and roller on the TV, the ancient TV. Which behind the TV there is a portrait of
0: old Weeze. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be the
1: name of my next pseudonym.
0: And (laughs) this is what I don't understand. It says, and tell me if this makes sense to you. I'm going to read it word for word. Go right ahead. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. I wanted to do something very special just for you, and I did it.
1: Yeah, okay. So to completely confess to you, I read this very quickly before I gave it to you. And because I read it so quickly, I got to the end and I was like, well... This doesn't make sense to me, but I'm reading it really fast. I'll just give it to Kate. She'll tell me if this makes sense.
0: I I don't know if it is supposed to be... And
1: I did it. it. I don't know if it is a hug. I don't know if it is put my pajamas on. Yeah, what the... I, I, I mean, you could argue that they're leaving it open to interpretation for the child to determine what the it is. But
0: at the very bottom, the spider and grasshopper are dancing a jig. So they are very happy with whatever it is, and I have no idea what it is. It has is. to
1: be the hug, right? There's literally nothing that's happened between the bath time well, or putting on the pajamas. pajamas or putting on the pajamas by
0: yourself maybe.
1: <clears throat> I don't know. I have no idea. That's the end of the book. Yeah.
0: It, so- it ends on a cliffhanger, folks. <laughs> We don't know what this means. So am I? Are, can we just do the ratings for this one now? Before oh, absolutely, we, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, your number.
1: Um, you know, it's cute. Uh, is it memorable? Is is it something I'm ever going to remember? Um, so no, I mean, it's fine. It's it's a four. It's a four. Yeah, I got nothing against it,
0: but yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this creature. I would much rather have a book about the grasshopper and the spider. And I'm not blaming the mom at all. I I can't imagine what it's like to be a single mom with a little freaking tornado like in the house all yeah. the time but i don't understand what he was supposed to have done at the end yeah it's just an unclear narrative and yeah and don't tell me it's a hug because that's the lamest answer no, so well,
1: it also just doesn't make any sense in the context of the book itself right so like,
0: i gave it a three out of ten
1: yeah let's, no i can't really blame you for that it, it doesn't hold together let's let's see if i was so mad uh, okay, is any here. better so by this point he's acquired clothing this is his standard look. So now he has suddenly taken on... So the early one was sort of his proto... This is what he will look like for the rest of the series, pretty much.
0: Okay. So, you know. We've we've lost the grasshopper and the spider, but we have gained a mouse. And a couple frogs. Well, the mouse is continuous through the story. Oh, okay. So they have merged into a mouse. Yes. Gotcha. And he does seem a bit older. Um, but I like that at the start of the book... Mom's not putting Mom's up with not taking this anymore. any of his crap. Mom's
1: like, yep.
0: So last time he could take a bath and spill water everywhere. Mm-hmm. This time uh, he tries taking a bath with some frogs and she doesn't let him. And she kicks him out and he says he was so mad. So every time he tries to do something, an adult s- tells him no. And then it says, I was so mad. But
1: I, I appreciate the fact that it doesn't seem to show him in the having the right here. Like, it's like, because there's a lot of books about where, like, they they made me mad and I'm s- totally justified in my anger. Here, it's like, oh, eh, no, nah, you're, you're, you're to blame, dude. You can be mad if you want, but we, we can see who's at fault here.
0: For most of yeah, them. Yeah, okay. I, there are some that kind of made me go, well, I don't know about all that. Right, but okay, all right. um, We are now introduced to Dad. Oh, he's got a tie.
1: And suspenders.
0: Yes, and yep. he doesn't want uh, this kid inside his little sister's dollhouse. Which, you know, take, it's making her upset. It's making her upset, but uh, you could also see the father might have some other issues oh, yeah, underlying yeah.
1: that aren't being addressed. I'm sure, I'm sure. But, you know, she is upset and he is... It's unclear if he's doing this to make her upset or not. This kid needs to
0: understand there are rules and there are boundaries. Well, this
1: is the age where you learn those rules and boundaries, right?
0: So, you know. But this is the one that I didn't quite understand. <laughs> he... Wanted to water the garden, and we now meet Grandpa, who says, No, you can't. Now tell me, have you ever, ever met a kid who, at this
1: age... Voluntarily wanted to water the garden. Oh, dude, have I ever met a kid who wanted to take a hose and spray it absolutely freaking everywhere with its like massive water power? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. But did they want to spray the hose or did they want to water the garden? No, they wanted to spray the hose, and if you asked them, they'd say, Oh, I was
0: totally watering the garden. Uh, okay, well, this one, he's it says, I decided to decorate the house, but grandpa said you can't do that either. Okay, let me describe this as illustration. <laughs> The kid has watercolor <laughs> paints. Yeah, he's wearing an apron. Yeah, and a beret. See,
1: he took the time.
0: Now this is kind he of took on the, the this time. is this is on the parents. Now, yeah. if, if you if the kid has <laughs> enough time to get watercolor paint, an apron, and, and a beret. beret then maybe you should keep a better eye on your kid. I'm
1: actually rather charmed by this because the kid clearly knows what an artist is supposed to look like and he is replicating that perfectly and his grandfather clearly is not appreciating his art. So, Also, it's watercolor. It's going to wash off, dude. It's yeah, fine. exactly. Yeah, I'm not that upset.
0: So the dad suggests why don't you play in the sandbox and the mom suggests why don't you play on the slide remember back in the day when parents just wanted you to be
1: outside yeah get out of the house just get go and literally that was (laughs) my reaction when they would say that like go play in the sandbox i don't wanna why don't you play on the slide i don't wanna yeah i i feel for him here i'm like when you don't want to you don't want to but then he's it says i wanted (laughs) he takes it up a notch
0: i wanted to practice my juggling show instead but mom said you can't well To be clear, he is juggling with eggs.
1: (laughs) He's not even juggling them. Mom. He's balancing them on his head.
0: Mom, maybe you should suggest something else to juggle with. Or keep the eggs out of his arms. Other than just saying flat out
1: no. Yeah, I would agree. But who knows? He also has a little sister that we've seen. It's entirely possible she's being distracted by the little sister as well. And then you see mom also has a very little baby Okay, so there's like two younger siblings. No
0: wonder she's distracted. So she says, you know, well, the kid says, you won't let me do anything. I guess I'll run away. And mom's like, toodaloo. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. You say hello. I say bye-bye. Don't forget your bindle. (laughs) She's totally okay with this. Yeah. With the kid running away. She's like,
1: I got three under five. I can (laughs) lose
0: one. Yeah. I I can't blame her. Mm Mm-hmm. So the kid packs up his wagon with his favorite toys. It's very forward thinking.
1: It's better than a bundle.
0: Okay, so at this point, the kid is like, he walks out the front door, but then he sees his friends are gonna go to the park to play ball, and his friends are like, "Hey, can you come too?" And the mouse is currently hiding behind our main character, right? I just
1: love the main character's expression. His expression is like, "This was not the plan,"
0: right? Yeah, he's he's a little cut off guard.
1: Yeah, and the book ends
0: with. I'll run away tomorrow if I'm still so mad. Mm. The end. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Well, Mm. you want to rate this one? I actually really enjoyed this one way more than the first one. So I feel like at this point, this came out several years later, he's got a feel for the character. He's got a feel for the mom, the dad, the grandpa, um, the mouse. And he's willing to have like some good like silent facial feature moments in this that we didn't see before. Nothing wrong with the first one, but this one I I, kind of... I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to say this is necessarily a classic, but I did enjoy this one. There were moments that made me chuckle. Um, I thought there were just, you know, the beret right there. I mean, that just takes a level of, like, I like any picture book that has, like, a little bit of weirdness to it. And that is a weird moment. So, uh, you know, I'm just giving it an even five for this one.
0: I was thinking that this is probably a book that kids can relate to when they feel angry. But this seems like a lot of miscommunication knows without alternatives and trying to be cutesy and on his
1: part or the author's part
0: the author's part okay fair. um I, I i like it a little more than the first book because this kid has to learn the word no <laughs> yeah no <laughs> but either. i still wouldn't call this a classic i gave this a four out of ten yeah so, both of these books are under five yeah. with our ratings combined, so neither of them are classics. Neither of them are classics. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: to be fair, yeah, you had never yeah. heard of a little critter book nope. prior to coming. Well, maybe that's why, you know? Yeah. I should say, my, my growing up, my Mercer Mayer book was Liza Lou and the Yellow Belly uh, Swamp Creature, a book that I suspect has not aged well, but... Uh, you know, it was my favorite. So we all well, have our own personal Mercer Mayors.
0: And if, and if folks want to disagree with us, feel free to write us an oh, email. Oh, sure. Let us know how you can defend these awful, yes. awful defend books. defend your and
1: we <laughs> Defend and the we And we will listen. Yeah, sure, absolutely. We won't, you know. Rethink anything But we'll listen Yeah Absolutely Sure Flatter's time Uh, So This was very interesting So you mentioned With the last book we did So we did The Helen Oxenberry Illustrated book uh, By Trish Cook uh, So much And there was a scene Where You know She's paying so much Attention to the shoes But she is not Paying particular attention To those book covers Remember the book cover Had letters that were not actually yeah, letters. Yeah, called it start- a Wingdings font. Yeah, kind of yeah. like a Wingdings font. It was kind of weird. Hieroglyphics. Was like, for someone who's paying so much attention, why doesn't she just do the actual letters of an actual book? Illustrator Steve Light wrote to us to kind of explain, and I have to say his explanation made a lot of sense. Uh, now, this is he's the illustrator of a picture book called Have You Seen My Dragon, which is 100% excellent. I highly recommend for people to see it. And he wrote... If she didn't make the lettering like that, if they were readable, then they would have to be painted separately and placed in later so that other editions in other languages can change it. None of the store signs on the cover of my book, Have You Seen My Dragon, are readable. I tell kids who are learning to read, don't try that they are made up letter forms. And then someone wrote back and was like, well, that's interesting to hear because I wrote a lot of readable words in my next picture book coming out and I didn't have to paint them separately. And he said, well, is the work digitally created? Because that might make a difference. Also, it may be different publishers' preferences. Only know what I've had to do and thought it might explain it. Um, so that's the answer right there. This was a traditionally illustrated book, not a CGI one. So they couldn't have made the difference. So if this book came out in multiple languages, which I know for a fact it did, that's why they would do that to the title. So there's your answer. Okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah. There we Grown-up things we like.
0: Okay, (laughs) so I I wish my recommendation You know, because I'm trying to do something LGBTQ, you know, because of pride this month. I really wish my recommendation was going to be like a queer poet or something. Classy. Something profound. Mm. It is not. Have you ever seen The Bachelor? Uh,
1: No. Okay. I've seen things making fun of The
0: Bachelor. This show that I'm going to recommend is about the same level of drama and trash, and I love it. It's Love Island. It's called The Ultimatum, and they made a queer version of the show. So, Five lesbian couples go on a show because someone in the couple gave an ultimatum about marriage. So each couple breaks up, finds someone else on the show, and then spends three weeks in a trial marriage with that new person. What? Yes. Why? Because that's the premise of the show. And then they have to go back to their original partner and do a three-week trial marriage with them... And then at the end of the show, they either get engaged to their original partner, um, get engaged to their new partner, or go home alone. Drama is fueled by alcohol and jealousy, but there are real moments of love and sincerity and joy. And what I think I like the most about the show is the representation. If you had told me 15, 20 years ago that there would be a show like this, I wouldn't believe you. Oh, sure. So... Yes, if you love watching train wrecks, check out the ultimatum Queer Love on Netflix. Oh, excellent.
1: <laughs> Queer people deserve trashy <laughs> <laughs> reality shows, too, people. Dude, it's really fun. I'm not going to tell you trash. It Don't better, be, it try better it. be at this point, yeah. <laughs> Uh, excellent. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, I'll class up the joint after you've declassed the joint. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to a New Yorker article. Now, oh, a, my the, gosh. But there's, there's, so there, there's a not all that mature reason for my doing this. So I'm on Twitter, and this person says, Oh, my gosh. Can you believe that there are people who do not have, like, a running narrative in their head at all times for, for everything they do? Like, they don't think words and stuff. And... The people commenting just are like, what? Like, they are so shocked. They've never heard of this before. They're like, what? Is it just like like blank space? Like, just like when you turn on the TV and it's like that snow like pattern before the TV came back on. Like, because I'm a really old person, and I remember the TV <laughs> station. Like, you know, like the shh, you know, is that just the what white your brain noise. is? Yeah. Oh, like the white noise the entire time? Is that what your brain's like? And occasionally, like a person will be like, yeah, my brain's like that. And then they like pile on and like, how do you even live? So I, I'm reading this and I'm like, Sigh. folks, did none of you read it back in January, the New Yorker article? How should we think about our different styles of thinking? This was this was by Joshua Rothman came out months ago. And it was utterly fascinating because the author of the article doesn't have a running commentary. Can't um, picture scenes in their brain like movies. You know, like, they don't remember things like movies in their brains, you know. They don't have that. They're like, well, that would be fun if you could just, like, see a little movie in your brain. I can't do that.
0: You know, it can be fun.
1: It can also be quite horrible. Right, Uh. right, but exactly. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. And, And, you know, some people just simply don't have that and don't miss it because they've never had it. But if you're a person who has had it, the idea of not having it is horrifying to you. Like, there are many people who are like, oh, my God, you know. How can you even live? Which I feel like is a form of prejudice in and of itself. So, it, the article I highly recommend it, it was it was back in January in 2023. Check it out because Temple Grandin actually wrote an entire book. Temple Grandin, who you know is on the autism spectrum, has written many books and has one about different styles of thinking for different types of brain. And I just think this is an absolutely fascinating subject. So, if you guys have a chance, check out the article. It's pretty much free online. Uh, how should we think about our different styles of thinking? Okay. There you go. And, uh, yeah. and don't shame people for thinking different. That's right. Like okay. That's just like a basic thing. Right? Yeah. 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 All
0: right. Well, I like that now, uh, now that this episode has come out, the next episode that comes
1: out is going to be after ALA. That's true, and we will be at Ailey. We'll only be there on Saturday. Yes. I will say, that. and probably Saturday afternoon. Uh, we will be wandering. Yeah, around. come find us Saturday. Yeah, you
0: can, you can. Find June twenty fourth. We're gonna Chicago, have a little, Illinois. Apparently,
1: we're gonna have a little podcast booth. We might even take you in there and talk to you there. So who knows? Oh. But uh, yeah, I just found this out. News to be so, Yeah, they haven't told us what the booth is. <laughs> Let's so, find out. We'll find out together. <laughs> so until we actually find this out. Uh, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our little druder is Drew Atienza. New Satan Kate is a creation of Kate, Atienza, and Betsy Bird.